Hi, I'm Dr. Irene Cheng and I'll be speaking on today's episodes on my podcast, Be Happy, Healthy and Wealthy. Now, today I'm focusing on being healthy. The topic I'm going to cover is on living a hormone balancing lifestyle and also on detoxification, hormone and environmental toxin elimination. Now, why is it important? You see, we are exposed to so many toxins in our lives that get absorbed through our skin, our lungs, our gut as well. So there are more than 85,000 chemicals that have been released into the environment since the uh, Industrial Revolution. So if we do have a poor detoxification process, then we can see problems like chronic fatigue, insomnia, acne, eczema, dark circles around the eyes, trouble losing weight, diabetes, and dementia. So these are the symptoms that can be manifested when we have hormone imbalance or problems with detoxification. So detoxification is a process that happens naturally via our liver, kidneys, lungs, lymphatic system, guts, skins on a daily basis. And it is important to get rid of byproducts and toxins that obviously could harm us. Now, what we want to explain is there are two phases of liver detoxification, phase one and phase two. I know it's going to be a bit technical at the moment, but the reason why I want to explain this is because each of these phases requires different nutrients and different herbs can support the different phases. Hence, I mentioned this. Now, sometimes after phase one, the byproduct of metabolites can be more toxic than the original toxin. And hence, it's important that uh, phase two can be happening as well. Now, there are so many nutrients which are needed for both phases. Like in phase one, quercetin from blueberries and red onions are very important to aid this phase one process of detoxification. Vitamin C from fruits and vegetables like strawberries and broccoli are so important. Don't forget vitamin E from almonds and olive oil as well. In phase two, you've got resveratrol, glutathione, which is our master antioxidant, and other amino acids like glutamine, glycine, and taurine, which are so important in the phase two detoxification. Now, the problem is a lot of these issues are can be caused by estrogen in the liver. Xenoestrogen can mimic our estrogen and cause estrogen dominance, which is a problem. 
and it is very commonly found in our personal care products and even receipts from grocery stores and food containers and plastic Tupperwares. Now, there are different types of estrogen. Uh, the most important ones are the estrogens that are detoxified in the liver and they produce different metabolites. So there is this 2-OH, which is more stable metabolites, and it's not as carcinogenic as the other metabolites. And when testing, uh, we of course would like to see a higher level of 2-OH compared to the 16-OH. Now the second one is 4-OH. It is the most carcinogenic of the metabolites. Having high level of estradiol circulating can cause an increase in 4-OH. So it is really important our detoxification pathways are working well to clear this out. 16-OH is another metabolite and this can also cause breast cancer, endometrial tissue to grow and it is a very strong form of estrogen and it can promote estrogen dominance. Now, caffeine can increase 16-OH formation as well. So if you have high level of this, you should consider cutting back on coffee. Now, all I wanted to say is a lot of this knowledge, I've actually acquired them through functional medicine and also from Dr. Jocelyn Brighton. Uh, I want to give her the... Uh, credit for obviously giving us all this important information and I am uh, grateful that I can use her information to educate others and spread the word. Now why we need to focus on some of these ways to detoxify and also uh, what food should we put in our diet to have a balanced life, especially hormonally. Now, one of the other important thing is to remove food that are promoting inflammation, which is highly inflammatory. These are things that you we have in our diet day in and day out. Now, some of these highly inflammatory protein or food, they can affect our ability to balance blood sugar. I would recommend that you take gluten out and sometimes even some of the grains as well. Again, I wanted to put a disclaimer here. Uh, even though I'm a medical doctor, but I would still ask you to check all this information with your doctors because we do not know your medical history. So you definitely need to check with your doctors before you follow any of this advice. Uh, I do want to put this disclaimer out. Uh, it will be your own discretion and your decision and it will be your responsibility to check with your doctors and to decide what is right for yourself. Now, going back to the gluten. Now, the thing is, it's not easy because gluten is found in all sorts of food uh, that we see in the market. Now, in gluten, you have this molecule called glydine, which is causing the problem. It can drive thyroid problems and other 
inflammation in the body. We also would like to suggest removal of dairy, corn, soy, peanuts, added sugar, coffee, caffeinated drinks, alcohol, and inflammatory fats. In general, just if you could avoid excess sugar, alcohol, and inflammatory fats altogether. You can try it for a few months and obviously after one month or a full menstrual cycle, you can reintroduce food one at a time and track the symptoms. And if you think that after three days, you haven't got any symptoms, then obviously you can introduce or start another new food. Unless you get any symptoms which can be problematic, then that particular food is probably not good for you. And another food that you should incorporate in your diet is uh, eating seven to nine servings of vegetables because it can help to avoid elevating the levels of beta-glucuronidase. Now, beta-glucuronidase is a product in the gut that can reactivate the estrogen that we're trying to eliminate from our liver into our gut so that we can get rid of from our body. So if you have a higher level of beta-glucuronidase, it can cause the reactivation and reabsorption of the estrogen back into our circulation, which means it's going to cause estrogen dominance. Now, the fiber in vegetable is also very good because it can help you to prevent constipation and we can eliminate a lot of this toxin from our gut. The antioxidant from the vegetables are anti-inflammatory and it can help to reduce the autoimmune processes that can be causing problems to our thyroid or even our joints. It can also cause spiking of our blood sugar uh, via the autoimmune processes. So aim to eat seasonal uh, vegetables and vegetables with variety of colours and fibre. The next food to highlight is we should eat 4 to 8 ounces of protein with our meals. Now, ideally, this protein should come from grass-fed, pasture-raised animals, wild-caught fish, legumes, nuts, and seeds. Now, protein is essential for balancing blood glucose. Make sure that you start the day with good source of protein like eggs. And uh, it's important because the phase two of detoxification by the liver, the liver needs to conjugate the toxin with the amino acid from proteins in the diet. So the next part is healthy fat. Healthy fats are important as part uh, of improving a balanced lifestyle. Now, it can help to balance the blood glucose. Now, hormones are made from cholesterol. So one thing to highlight is omega-3, which can be found in wild-caught fish, nuts and seeds, and they are highly anti-inflammatory, which is obviously good for joints, brain, and preventing autoimmune condition, even dementia. Avocado, cold-pressed olive oil, macadamia oil, 
grass-fed animal fat. Um, and obviously, these are important because they are essentially good for health. Make sure you drink half body weight in ounces of water. And it's important that we exercise because when you exercise, it actually releases endorphin into the system, which will help uh, with sadness, anxiety, depression, or even mood swings. Uh, exercises actually helps to produce dopamine, which is one of the motivation neurotransmitters, and serotonin, which is the happiness neurotransmitters. Now, the reason why it's important, because exercise, if you do it 30 minutes, five days a week, it can help to regain insulin sensitivity. And so it's important that you stick to it. And obviously, you must uh, also follow the body. If you're feeling tired, maybe just do something less intense rather than doing all those high intensity interval uh, training. Things that's less intense would be like the yoga or pilates, which all can help with the adrenal health of your body. Now, it's important as well um, that we follow our circadian rhythm. So our body actually are synced to the light and dark cycles. We obviously in the darkness, we sleep at night and we're awake during the day. And actually as women... We are synced to the moon cycles. And actually, back in the 1960s and 70s, it was discovered that light exposure can affect uh, women's ovulation as well. So what I'll suggest is uh, we need to respect that cycle of light and day, hence the importance of sleep. Because when we sleep, we heal our body restored and heal when we sleep. And when we sleep, growth hormone comes out. And during sleep, we make majority of testosterone as well. So when you sleep, it improves the insulin sensitivity. So hence, if you have sleep deprivation, it can affect the insulin sensitivity and it can make PCOS and other hormonal imbalances uh, a million times worse. And it's important that we focus on trying our best to get uh, at least seven to eight hours of sleep per night. Because if you are tired, despite you sleeping that amount of hours, then you will need to speak to your doctors to investigate or figure out why the quality of sleep uh, is affected. Now, some of the tips that you could help to bring sleep back in line is that you should leave uh, by the candlelight around 8pm, means darken the room, because it's to help with the circadian rhythm. You can wear an amber glasses uh, two hours before bedtime, because what it's doing it is uh, to help to block the blue light to avoid the blocking of melatonin being released. So the blue lights can block the rise of melatonin, which is the hormone that is needed to help you to sleep and to keep you sleeping longer. Make sure you have a relaxing bedtime rituals, like drinking herbal tea, taking a bath, relaxing like reads, stretching and meditating. So 
Dr. Jocelyn also mentioned about do, using two drops of ashwagandha or also 50 to 150 milligrams of phosphatidyl serine, which can help to reduce cortisol level. Now, the good thing about all these is that you should also help yourself by sleeping in a dark room and avoid all light-emitting electronics two hours before sleep, keeping the room temperature below 70 degrees Fahrenheit to optimize sleep. And you can boost melatonin naturally by taking 150 to 300 milligrams of magnesium nightly. You can also eat pineapple, cherries, bananas, oranges, which are natural sources of melatonin. Now, stress-reducing tips are also important, which is, for example, keeping a gratitude journal uh, at night, writing down three things that you're grateful for. You can write it either in the morning or in the evening. Uh, keep a journal is important. Set the intention for the next day and wake up in the morning and do some breath works and obviously can do some movement, either dancing, exercises, uh, because a lot of this movement can help uh, to reduce stress and obviously can help to boost the progesterone. Now, meditation is also very useful and it's actually as powerful as exercises as well. And it has anti-aging effect and stress-reducing capacity uh, properties. Now, yoga and walking are also important because it can help to activate the parasympathetic nervous system, and which is important. So don't forget, uh, your di digestive system is very sensitive, and it's obviously wired uh, with the parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system. So it's important that uh, you keep an eye on our own female cycles about, you know, the period cycle and ovulation, which is obviously uh, a clock in our body. So some of the things you could do is uh, to actually, uh, when you wake up, make sure that you do the breath works and make sure you're exposed to some natural light because it will boost the cortisol and helps the adrenal function uh, with uh, the right circadian rhythm. Make sure you stand on the feet, bare feet on the ground, and do the gratitude journaling, which helps. Do the relaxation and movement practices, either meditating, prayer, breathwork, pilates, yogas, to help the parasympathetic tone for the day. Make sure you can drink 8 to 16 ounces of warm lemon water, or uh, a liver-supporting dandelion tea, which is very good. And make sure you keep an eye on your moon or menstrual cycle. Take some supplements like the B-complex, multivitamins, probiotics, omega-3s, which can help to balance the hormone. Drink plenty of water. Consider uh, taking a snack to boost your body and also take a balanced meal and also focus on taking some uh, adaptogenic herbs which can help to support balance of energy. So these are the important things that you can do to help 
And I suppose that the magnesium are important. And the important thing is when you are doing this, you can also make sure you take some seed cycling, like flax, pumpkins or sunflower seeds. These are important. And even in the evening, you can also do some other exercises as well, either high intensity weightliftings, training, hula hooping, or even swimming or walking. Now, dinner time obviously focus on eating a bit more vegetables according to the quarter, and make sure that you take some magnesium, ashwagandha, and passion flower, which I've mentioned early on, and make sure you've got the candle lights to keep the room dark. Don't forget the amber glasses because this will help to stop the blue light blocked that is stopping the melatonin. So try all this and see whether that will help. Now with regards to the detoxification, there are some of the things that we can do to help to reduce uh, the uh, problems from not having an effective detoxification system. Uh, bro broccoli sprouts uh, has got strong amount of sulforaphane, which obviously support uh, detoxification and also has anti-cancer properties. And it's important that if you are taking the pill, maybe eat a quarter cup three to four times weekly. Again, please double check this with your doctor. And make sure you take some activated B vitamins because these can help to clear some of the estrogen um, and also keep the methylation pathway clear. DIM is also another great supplement. So DIM is actually a very important therapy that can help to optimize the estrogen detoxification. So DIM stands for diindolimethane which is from cruciferous vegetables like broccoli, which is a natural source of DIM. What it does that it can help to convert some of the 16-OH estrogen to the 2-OH estrogen, which is a safer metabolite of the estrogen. 100 milligrams once to twice daily of DIM is uh, one of the best treatments to, for symptoms of estrogen excess. You can also try things like glutathione, N-acetylcysteine, resveratrol, which can help the liver to clear some estrogen out. Calcium D-glucograte is also another nutrient that helps the liver to conjugate the estrogen. So obviously there's a lot of things out there, but something easier to get is the dandelion root tea. Uh, which definitely will help the liver. And don't forget burdock root or gobo, which is what they also call it as. And uh, these are the things you could help to create a better health. So I'm Dr. Irene Ching, just tuning out from giving you all this essential uh, information. <laughs>